With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Rock. It's been a few weeks since we began looking into Javier and his group of friends. At first, it didn't seem like there was much there to be found. Javier's phone records seemed to alibi him, and he seems to care more about Becky than anyone else, and he told police that he's certain that his cousin Jacob couldn't have had anything to do with the murders. I started off just checking off a box, more or less, doing our due diligence to follow along with the original investigation thinking the end result would just be to clear the group and move on to Robert and Christian. And make no mistake, we still have a ton of work left to do on that front. We've barely scratched the surface of the case against them at this point, and there's plenty more of that to come. But as we jump from friend to friend in this circle, it seems like we're pulling on a strand of yarn from a knitting ball. The deeper we look and the more yarn that gets revealed, the ball is falling apart. We have conflicting stories, verifiable lies, huge omissions, and everyone seems to be hiding something. So like I said last week on the follow-up, I intend to keep pulling on this string till I find out what's on the other end. This week, we're going to add more info to our stack of various versions of the story of what went on the weekend that Becky was killed. This is Season 12, Episode 20, Puzzle Pieces. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we begin, I want to mention that through reviewing all of these interviews, I was able to identify a couple of phone numbers on the call log, numbers that we previously didn't know who they belonged to. The first is Alex Fulan. Alex's name comes up because Javier told police that while he was driving around up the hill near Anza, Alex kept calling him while he was talking to Becky. He says that he eventually hung up with Becky to call Alex back because he kept calling him. I've now identified Alex's number, and it turns out none of that happened. Javier did call Alex, but it was at 5.38 p.m. while he was still down in the valley, before he went up the hill. 
They talked for about three minutes, and the call was made six minutes after Javier ended a 20-minute conversation with Becky. There's no record of Alex calling Javi at all, and Javi's next call was to Nick Corline right after Alex. We're going to be hearing more about Alex next week. The next number I was able to identify is that of Bo Nash. Bo is one of Javier's friends who went up to the scene with him on Monday morning along with Nick Corline. Bo's number appears several times on Javier's phone records on Sunday night. We'll be hearing from Bo later in this episode. I've updated the master call log to reflect this new information, and it'll be posted in this episode's case docs on our website. Our first stop today is going to be circling back to Jacob Santiago. Last week, during the live stream of our Friday follow-up, a listener who apparently has access to some of the case file pointed out that Jacob was interviewed again after his initial interview as a follow-up, and in that interview, he, quote, cleared up the breakup confusion. The quote posted by the listener was from the transcript of a September 26 interview, where Jacob says that he omitted the breakup from his first interview because he didn't think that they were actually really broken up. He says that Becky did break up with him on Thursday, but that they had kissed goodbye and continued to talk, so he thought it was just a fight and that they were still together, which seemed reasonable until I re-listened to Javier's interview, where he said it was quite clear that they were broken up, there's no chance that Jacob would tell him that they weren't broken up, and he even says that Jacob was telling people that they had broken up two days before Becky was killed. So it seems, according to Javier, that Jacob was going around telling other people that Becky had broken up with him a couple days before the murder, but when interviewed by police, that wasn't the case. Now, I do have Jacob's September 26 interview where he, quote, clears things up, but I also came across this interview. So here's the context. On the 20th, police interviewed Jacob. You heard that interview a couple weeks ago. That's where he talks about how good he and Becky are together, and he doesn't mention anything about a fight or a breakup. Then on the 25th, Javier is interviewed, and you heard that interview as well. In that interview, Javier says that they are broken up, they fought all the time, and that Jacob was telling people that they had broken up, which of course piqued the interest of the detective. So after Javier's interview on the 25th, that same day the detective calls Jacob to see what the hell is going on. This is the interview that led to the interview where Jacob, quote, clears things up the next day. Hey, Jacob. Hey. All right. So I thought you would turn me off at 5? No, I'm, I'm off at 8 o'clock today. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I go to school in the daytime and I work here at night. Yeah, you got you. Okay. Um, that's right, 2 to 8. Yeah. You're, um, I wanted to ask you about uh, you and uh, Becky. Okay. What was the status of your guys' relationship on Saturday? We were dating for two months. Right. Um, this past Thursday was our two-month anniversary. Right. And, and that's the night you went to a party the night before in Thin. No, no, no. I, um, on the weekend, I took off to Costa Mesa. I was at my brother's house. But the night before, Wednesday, right. I was hanging out at a friend's house. Right. And she came and picked me up. I wasn't at a party or anything like that. Oh, well, you said you were partying at a friend's house in La Quinta. Right. Uh, 
Well, he said you, she picked you up because she didn't want you to drive. So. Yeah, she didn't want me to drive. Exactly, she didn't want me to drive drunk. I mean, I wasn't at a right. huge party. I don't want you to think I'm at a big party. Well, anymore. relax, man. I'm, I'm not <laughs> insinuating that you were at a 10 keg party. I'm just making okay. You okay. told me you were partying and she didn't want you to drive. You've been drinking too much. Yeah, I was drinking, yeah. Exactly. All right. You got it, you got it. <laughs> um, so... What I'm curious is, uh, everyone's telling us that uh, you guys had some kind of argument that day. On uh, which day? On Thursday? Uh-huh. Well, on Thursday, we were in the car together, and she was talking about my driving. She was saying, uh, she called, got to slow down, and she asked me to take her back to the house, to my place. This is the day after she spent the night at your house with her and Javi? Exactly. Her, her Javi, and I were all in the car together. And this the, before or after the trip to Sky Valley? This is um, going out to Sky Valley. Okay. She she asked me to go out with her and my cousin Harvey to Sky Valley because her car wasn't working properly. Right. And she asked me to take her out there. I said, yeah, no problem. So I got in the car. I was driving. She got all nervous. She was in five car accidents. Right. So she, you know, she was really... She's really uh, nervous other people's driving. I told her, I said, obviously, uh, you've left me five car accidents. Um, and she's like, hey, well, you know, just, just take me back. I'll go out there on my own later on. Just take me back. So I took her back to my house. Okay. And so my brother and I, not my brother, my cousin and I, Javi and I, we went to go to the Goodies Cafe to get some breakfast. And then she met up with us there. And she picked up my cousin. My cousin Javi and her took off to Sky Valley. Okay. And from there, I drove back home, packed up, and I drove out to Costa Mesa on Thursday. Right. So let me let me see if I spawn following you. So you, her, and Javi all went to Sky Valley. No. And on the way there, she started complaining about your driving. So you turned around and went back to your house? We were still on Palm Desert where she was already complaining about my driving. Right, but you were on your way to Sky Valley. Exactly. You got it. Okay. So on your way to Sky Valley, you left. She started complaining about you driving too fast or driving crazy or whatever. Yeah. And so you turned around and came back to your house. At her request, exactly. Right. She didn't want to go with you, so you drove back to the house, and then her and Javi were going to go to Sky Valley without you. But before that, you guys went to breakfast? No. What happened is on the way out to Sky Valley, she asked me to go. First, she's going to go with my cousin. Just them two alone. And right. That's what you told me the first time. Right. Okay. And then she asked, hey, can you take me out there? I said, yeah, I'll take you. Huh. So, um, I was just around the corner from my house, and she was already complaining about my driving. She said, okay, just take me back, and I'll go up there later on. Okay. And so I said, all right, I'll take you back to the house. I took her back to my place. She got in the car. She took off. And I told Javi, I said, hey, let's just me and you go out there to go pick up the phone for her and bring it back. Okay. And so before we went out to Sky Valley, we stopped at Goodies Cafe to have breakfast. On Monterey? Oh, exactly, Monterey and Country Club. Okay. My cousin Javi and I had breakfast there. She called from a payphone, and she called my cousin up, and she came and met us at Goodies Cafe. And her and my cousin Javi took off from Goodies to go to Sky Valley. Okay, and then you went from Goodies back to your house. To my house, exactly. And then you went to Costa Mesa from there? You got it, that's right. So the last time you saw her alive was Thursday. At Goody's Cafe? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me any of this the first time I talked to you? 
So like the, the first time you talk to me, there's so much information to be gathered, and that's why I've been. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a, like an asshole right now, man. But I really want to help you guys out, and I really want to tell you everything I know, everything my cousin does. And I feel as if right now my cousin, he's a vital, a vital piece of information in this whole thing, this whole investigation. And I feel as if you guys are kind of just. Uh, not, not really paying attention to tell, tell me what you're thinking. What, what are you, don't hold back. Right now, what I'm thinking is that you guys really need to talk to my cousin. All right. Guys, Do you understand? We just spent the last three hours talking to your cousin. Okay. I, I haven't talked. I, I saw him earlier today. We've interviewed your cousin now three separate okay. times. So maybe he's not telling you what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. So my question is, you know, everyone's telling us that you and, and Becky broke up, and you never mentioned that once to me. You're, I'm under the impression that you guys were still boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, and I, I, I was too, man. She, on Thursday, she told me, she's like, hey, me and you, we argue over stupid stuff. And I can't I can't deal with this anymore. Okay, we, well, when, when was that? This was on Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Before, before you went to Goodies? Before we went to Goodies, exactly. So when, so when you guys had a, a, the argument over her? No, 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 Thursday is when all this happened. When I went to Goodies, when I went to Goodies when the last time I saw Becky. Right. And I went back home and she called me up when she got her cell phone and she said, hey, I want to see you before you go. And you know what? I saw her last at my house. I saw her alive last at my house before I went to Costa Mesa. Okay. I remember that right now. I'm, I'm not trying to change my story. Well, I know you're not trying to change your story, but you, you have now three times. <laughs> and if you want to hook me up to a polygraph, I have no problem going there and taking a test. Um, that's how willing I am about this. Okay. And I want to roll myself out of it as a suspect. I'll me too. Down. Me too. Uh, and I know right now this whole situation. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't look good, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was about a suspect, and I completely understand that. But I didn't. I had nothing to do with this. And if you want to hook up to polygraph, I'll definitely go down and do that. No problems at all. Okay. Well, that, that, I'm not saying that that's what we want to do right now, but this, no, no, that no, might no, be the situation sometimes. If, if that's in the future, I'm, I'm telling you, I have nothing to worry about. Okay. So, so, you know, it sounds like you have some more stuff to tell me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I understand you're short for time right now. Yeah. Do you want? Can we talk tomorrow, maybe? Or tomorrow I'm gonna be busy. Um, is it worse? I have classes and stuff like that. What time? Uh, the best for me actually is the morning. If you can call me at nine o'clock or like nine thirty, that's a good time for me. Nine thirty? Yeah, nine thirty. All right, I'll call you in the morning, like okay. at eight o'clock. Yeah. No, no, nine thirty. Eight o'clock way too early for me. I'm not gonna be up. <laughs> but 9.30 is a good time? 9.30 is a good time, definitely. My class starts up at 11, so. Okay. Time to wake up, get dressed. I'll talk to you on my cell phone. And, um, and I'll, I'll clear, you know, I'll clear up a lot of, a lot of questions you have. I'll, I'll definitely let you know everything I know. Okay. And you're working till what, till 8 tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck at work till 8 tonight. If you want to call me after I get off work, I'll, I'll have no problem talking to you. Okay. No, fair enough. I really want to help out with this whole investigation to find out if it's just like you guys do. Right. Okay. All right, Jacob. Um, I'll call you. All right. I'll catch you up tonight. I'm going to get off then. What's that? Are you going to call me up when I get off tonight then? 
Uh, well, it depends. I, okay. We've got a lot of other stuff going on, so I may either call you All tonight right. or tomorrow morning. But tomorrow. All right. So, okay. Bye. As you just heard, Jacob didn't just let the officers know about a minor misunderstanding. He was directly confronted about the breakup and still in this interview doesn't directly say that they had broken up. He just now talks about the fight. After this call, he talks to Javier that night, and then he's interviewed again the next day. Now, the audio on that interview is terrible. It's almost unlistenable, so I'm not going to play it for you. But I've posted the transcript on our website if you want to see the whole thing. The basic beats are this. He says that Detective Eichelt was twisting his words and made it sound like he was changing his story, but he really wasn't. And then he breaks down what he did on Thursday. He says that he and Becky were going to Sky Valley to get her cell phone. He was driving. She thought he was driving erratically and told him to stop. And he says that she's been in five car accidents, so she's scared. But he told her that that's just proof that it's not her time to die, because she had survived those accidents. Becky, understandably, was pissed off and tells him to take her back to his house to get her car. He does so. Then he meets Javier at a cafe for breakfast. He says that while they're there eating breakfast, Becky calls Javi from a payphone and meets them at the cafe. Becky doesn't eat, but her and Javier leave and go to Sky Valley in Becky's car, the car that Javier says has no brakes and he doesn't want her to drive. After Becky gets her phone, Jacob says that she called him and wanted to go to his house to talk. He says she came over and that's when she broke up with him. But he says it was friendly. They even kissed goodbye. And for the record, that's not at all how Javier described the events of Thursday or the reason for the breakup. Things get even weirder when Jacob again now triples down on the fact that right after the fight with Becky on Thursday, he left for Costa Mesa to spend the weekend with his brother. I have no idea if this is an honest mistake or if there's some kind of utility in lying about it. I can't see what the utility would be. But his phone records clearly show that he was still in the valley up through late Friday night. And yet he insists he was in Costa Mesa from Thursday afternoon through Saturday night. Jacob goes on to say that he was in Costa Mesa Friday night and he had a bunch of missed calls from Becky, which is true, although he wasn't in Costa Mesa, according to his cell phone. But she did call him several times from her landline that night. That was the night of the party at Nick Corline's, the one that Javier and Bo left to go to Becky's house for the night. He says that when he woke up at 8 in the morning, he tried calling Becky's cell phone, but it went straight to voicemail. And that's kind of true. He actually called her landline and her cell phone at 1.25 a.m. And then he starts calling her again around 6.30 in the morning, and she finally calls him back, and they talk at 8.40 a.m. He says that conversation was brief, and he told her he'd call her when he gets back to town later that night. Now we're talking about Saturday night. Then his story completely veers away from the cell phone records. He says that he tried to call her all day Saturday and Saturday night, but everything just went to voicemail. He says that he tries Javi too, and the same thing happens, so he assumes that they're together up in Pinion where there's no service. Problem is that both Becky and Javier had service all night Saturday. They were both using their phones the whole night. That was the night when Austin Alba got into the altercation with Becky at Denny's, another omission by Jacob. Although, to be fair, we don't actually know if Jacob knew about the fight. But the point is that not only do both Javier and Becky have cell service all night on Saturday, 
The phone records show that Jacob never made a single call to either of them. Now, we don't have his home phone records, but neither Becky or Hobby's records show any calls that could have been from his home phone either. And then he goes on to say that he was trying to call Becky all day Sunday, and I'm sure you remember that his phone had no service all day Sunday, which he says is because his battery was dead and he didn't have his charger. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For our next puzzle piece, I'm going to play for you Bo Nash's police interview. This occurred on Monday around noon up in Pinion Pines. He was up there with Javier and Nick Coraline. Now, Bo was interviewed later on in the investigation, and we'll get to those later, but this is his initial interview on the morning after the murders. As you get ready to hear the interview, here's a few things for you to be listening for. A big one is that according to Bo, He and Javi were supposed to go up to Becky's house on the night of the murders, but for some reason, they never did. The officer doesn't explore any further why they didn't go up there that night. The cop then asks Bo if there would be any reason for his footprints to be found up at the crime scene, and Bo says no, only between the house and the car. That's the only place he walked, which is really interesting because the first thing Javier told police, he just volunteered this information, is that they're going to find his footprints all over up there because on Friday, they were walking around all over out behind the house. To my knowledge, police never compared any of Javier's shoes to the prints. Bo also says that he was working until 9.30 p.m. on the night of the murders, but that Becky had called him on her way up the hill. But no such call exists in Becky's records. She was on the phone to Javier during that time. Or at least, she was on the phone to Javier's phone at that time. As we move on, be listening for things like the fact that Bo doesn't mention the party at Nick Coraline's on Friday night. I've actually watched the video that was discussed in Corey Donovan's interview from that party, and Javier is definitely there. But I didn't see Bo in the video. He's hard to miss. He's got big, bushy red hair. That's possible he was there and just not in the video or maybe came later. I don't know. But the story is that around 1.30 a.m., Bo and Javier went to Becky's that night after they left the party and they stayed the night there. I should also point out that when I reviewed the video, and this was a while ago before I had read Corey Donovan's interview, I didn't see anyone recorded having sex in the video. There's a girl there whose name I think is Sarah, but if that recording existed, it was taped over by something else. 
Now, the last thing to note is that, according to Bo, he and Javier were hanging out at Jacob's house on Friday night at some point, which again conflicts with Jacob saying he was in Costa Mesa from Thursday through Saturday. Investigator Bump and Sparrow today is September September 18, 2006, 12.37 p.m. And I'm speaking with Bo. Mm-hmm. How do you spell it? B-E-U-U. Nash and H-H. And what's your date of birth, Bo? And how about a home address? Two words. Drive. That's Mariah? Mm-hmm. MTV 70. And a phone number? Uh, that a cell phone? Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't you just go ahead and uh, start off by telling me when you met um, the crazy family? Um, first time I came up here was actually like a week ago, and uh, I've, I've known Becky like for a long time now. Okay. I just Did you guys go to high school together? Uh, no, she went to Palm Desert. And she, well, she went to Cat City, but she was two years ahead of me, mm-hmm. or a year ahead of me, I believe. And I really didn't know her in high school. I just knew her because my friend Robert was dating her. Okay. And uh, after, like, the summer, we've been hanging all summer long, like, for, like, three months straight. This last summer? Yeah. And I came up here a few times at Nick's house, the guy up there. She has a house over on Pinion. Okay. And uh, we always just go up there, and she'd meet us over here. And the first time I was actually over here was, like, a week ago. And I met her dad. I met her stepdad, John. Her mom was there, and... Uh, went in her room upstairs, like that's where the top of that house is, like it's like where, where her room is almost. Right. And uh, was, we just passed that up there and came out the next morning and drove home. And who, today, who, who was here with you that day? Me and Javier and Becky in her room. And her dad was downstairs, I believe. And her mom was too. She was going to LA the next morning or something. Or this was a week ago. Uh, remember what day it was? Um, it was yesterday. It wasn't the day before. It was uh. It was Friday, it was Saturday morning, it was Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Okay, Friday would have been, uh... The 16th, or the 15th, 15th. was Friday. 15th was Friday. That's the last time you were up here? Yeah, last time I was up here. That was the last time I talked to you. Okay, so you're up here Friday the 15th. Mm-hmm. With Javier? Mm-hmm, Becky. Javier's been up here way more than I have, though. He's, he's really, he's, like, so close to her. Okay. And you spent the night here? Okay. And what did you guys do Saturday? Um, Saturday morning was like 8, it's like 8.11 or something. I've photographed my memories. Uh, 8.11, we drove down the hill. On the way, halfway down the hill, I took Javi, because Javi, she had to go to class, and she couldn't take him anywhere, and I had to take him home. Dropped him off, went back to my house. Stayed on the online flight, had to go to work, and went to work. Uh, talked to her yesterday, and uh, talked to her around 4, 4 or 5. Well, was she? She was coming up the hill because she had to do homework because she had to study. And she had class tomorrow at like 8. Or she had class today at 8. Okay. And me and Javi were supposed to drive up here later that night, but we never did. Later last yeah, night? Yeah, last night. So you talked to her yesterday at about 4 p.m. or so? Yeah, right around when there. she was driving up the hill? Yeah. She, she was She was, She was. was driving. She was not driving up the hill, but I don't know. Where was she coming from? She coming from where? From the or? desert. COD or Denny's, wherever she was. I didn't ask her. Okay. And how how's she acting? She's she's fine. Yeah, she's always fine. She's only time I've ever seen her like out of out of like out of order. So I've seen her drunk one time and that was she never gets drunk though. She's she's like she hates that. Mm-hmm. How long have you known her? Um like really strong or like just known her and known her? Known her. 
like six or seven years. Okay, and you met her through Javier? Uh, uh, no, I knew her through Robert Pape before. And then uh, I, I met her, like, strongly through Javier. Like, we were hanging out and stuff. Okay. Um, does Becky have any boyfriends right now? She did. Um, his cousin, I uh, believe. Javier's cousin? Yeah, Jacob. I don't know his last name. It's Rivera or something. Some weird last name. Okay. He lives in Palm Desert right by 74. Is he in class with her? Uh, no. But she stays there all, all the time in his house. Okay. Jacob's her last name. Javier would know, though? Yeah. And, uh, also, uh, she has two best friends, Claire and Janelle. And, Claire? Uh, I don't know the phone numbers. I don't talk to them because I haven't really met them. They don't like to meet up people, I guess, or something. If she doesn't like taking her new friends or her best friends or something, I don't know what that is. Janelle? Yeah, J-A-N-E-L-L. How old are they? Same age as her. 2019. You don't know the last names on them? Uh, no, I don't. I know where one of them lives. Where do they live? Uh, Crow lives Rich Mirage by the Elephant Car Wash, I think. Somewhere right there. And, you know, I don't know where she lives. I know where she works, though. Do they go to school with... Yeah, they go to school. Claire's in beauty school right now on 111. Oh, that's where uh, Bananas used to be. The beauty school right there. Oh, what used to be? Bananas. Right, right, oh, okay. Right over and down. That's where Claire goes to school? Yeah, right there, the beauty school. All right. Um, when you guys were up here Friday night, did you guys go wandering around anywhere? No, I just pulled in the driveway, went inside. Uh, we, ch- we chilled up there for like an hour, came back out of my car, get my ball Gatorade, and then went back upstairs, and then I just went to sleep, woke up at 8, and drove back down. Okay. Do you live at home with your parents? Mm-hmm. What kind of car were you guys in? I was in my car. Um, you want the model number and stuff? Or yeah, what kind of car? The 06 Subaru WRX SDI. WRX? SDI. What is it? It's like a stand four door. It's like one of those racer, not a racer, it's like one of those monster cars, you know? And uh, what color is it? Uh, white. The four door? Yeah. And Becky was in her car, which is a uh, olive green. I'm not sure what year it is. It's 05 or 04. Uh, Scion XB. Okay. What's the box car? Right. And what was Javier driving? Javier was driving with me. Okay. He was driving with her, and I was calling him, but on the way back down to Joe. Okay, so Friday, you guys came up here from the desert? Mm-hmm. Where were you guys at? Uh, we were at Jacob's house, and then we went to um, my house to get my stuff for work in the morning. And then I, what was the, I mean, it was the plan to come here and just crash out and, yeah, and then hang just, out? Yeah, just hang out until I had to go to work, but I ended up going down in the morning because she had class, and Javi had to go down too, so I just went with him. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you a few things, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't want you to think that you're going to get in trouble for it no, if no. you did or not, but no. I need to know about, like, drug use. No. Okay? You guys smoke any weed or anything like that? No. Not at all? Mm-hmm. Okay, like I said, the main the main thing is to be truthful. Yeah. If you smoke weed, I don't care. No, I, I'm not I didn't, concerned I don't with smoke. that. I'm with what happened here. I don't smoke. I never tried it. Was anybody here smoking weed? or? Uh, I passed out pretty quick, so they might have been after I went to sleep, but I'm not sure. Well, who smokes weed? You know, um, Becky smoked weed once in a while? I think I've, only, I've, I've never actually seen her do it. I smelled it on her, but I haven't really seen her do it. Not in front of me. I mean, the only time she's done it, I've seen hookah. I don't know if you put weed in there, but... And what? Uh, hookah. One of those things with the rope and the, it's like metal. And it's, 
don't know what they do with it. Like, like stones on top and I think it's tobacco. It's like flavored tobacco or something. I don't know. That's the only time I've ever... It just smokes kind of? Yeah. Or... No, it's not, it's not. It's not like... I don't know what they put in it. It's like a... It's just like the hookah bar in Palm Springs. They have one there. It's like they just put flavored tobacco on it and you suck it through. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's all it's going to do. Okay. Well, when I asked you that, why did you say that, you know, they might have... Because I don't know. I mean, I, I probably would have stayed awake and I would have probably seen them do it, but I didn't smell anything when I woke up or they were not acting funny. Okay. But what I'm what I'm getting at is if you knew that they didn't smoke pot ever in front of you, then you would have said, no, they don't smoke pot. They wouldn't have been smoking pot. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. No, like that one time they were smoking the hookah. I don't know if it was pot or not. Okay. Okay, what about um, Javier? No? No, I'm just like I said, this stays between us. And, uh, okay, I just need to know, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you know. No, I, I, I don't think he's that dumb to risk that. I never even asked about that, but I don't think he's that dumb. Okay. And you guys weren't up here at all yesterday? No. What did you do yesterday? I had work. Well, I drove on the hill at 8, and I had work from one thirty to 10.30. After work, I uh, hung out with my friend Nick because he works with me. Where do you work at? Circuit City. And Palm Desert? Mm-hmm. And you had to be there at 1.30. So 10.30? hmm Did you uh, take a break at all? Yeah, I had an hour lunch at uh, 4, or 3, or I think it was like 3.19, 3.20. Is that, do you guys have, like, time cards? Yeah, we have, we have a DTPS code. We can clock in and clock out. Okay. I work today at 4 to 9.32. Uh, who's your, uh, what do you do there? I'm a supervisor in the computer department. Okay. Do you have a boss there, too? Mm-hmm. What's your boss's name? Uh, Craig. All right. Have you, um, when you were here, you're saying you were here last, last time you were here was Friday night. Yeah. You left Saturday morning. Did you guys walk at all out anywhere? Is there no. any reason why your shoeing prices might be out there? Uh, no. The only place it might be is from the house to her car. Like, the way she parks in the bushes right there, that's about it. But nothing going up towards that mountain up there? Oh, no. Okay. It, it might have been them two, because they come up here alone all the time. Them two who? Javi and Becky. Like, they, they're close. Like, they... Javi's, like, in love with her. Like, he's... He's, like, obsessed, almost. Like, he's... Not doing anything. Like, that's why he is right now. Like, he's crazy. Because he's, 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 he's going out with his cousin. And he's liked her since, like, I don't even know how long. And she's the kind of girl that, like, attracts people. Like, she's she's really open and she's cool about everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, he's just crazy about her. And as soon as he heard the news, he just flew up here and went crazy. Crazy because he's upset? Not, yeah. Not crazy, like, local crazy? No, no. Like, he's, he's, he's really, like, down. He's been, he's been pissed. Mm-hmm. She hasn't called me now. She's, she's the type of person that calls. Right. Um... Has Becky said anything to you about anything that's going on at her house, any kind of domestic violence, or any any things that have occurred lately that are significant? No. She kept saying how happy she was the past like, week, though. She kept saying she's going to forget about everything in the past, and she's going to move on, be happy about everything. She was super really happy. What, what, was she, what was she talking about in her past? Like, her ex-boyfriend, like, they still have things for each other, and it's like a really, really messed up relationship. And, some of her best friends had call out with and they made up and all, all this other stuff like that. Okay. Her, um, do you know if she was dating anybody that she was in class with at Cody? Mm, she might, she might have been in class with Jacob. I don't know if they tried to class with her. But that's, uh, all, as far as boyfriends, that's all I know she had. 
position. Jacob. They've been, they've been arguing for the past like week though, from what I've heard from Javi. They've been mad at each other for some stupid reason. And you think he's related to Javi? The cousin or something? Uh Javi talked to her like a lot. Like he's so probably he's like fifteen hundred minutes a month with her. No, I'm I'm saying Jacob, is that Javier's cousin? Yeah, it's Javier's cousin. Thank you, Ben. Good first then. Hang on, we'll pause. All right, we're back on. We're only off for about ten seconds, waiting for people to walk by. Okay. Um, since you're up here, um, and since you were here Friday night, mm -hmm. the best way for me to eliminate you from being a suspect in this, mm -hmm. okay? is to confirm a few things. One of those things would be to take some pictures of your shoes. Mm -hmm. Okay, am I doing that? Yes, okay. okay. Let me get a... Uh, I have a camera. You want to do one? No. Okay. I'll get a, um, an ID tech to come do that with us. Do you have any other shoes that you wear? Uh, No, because it's dirty up here, so I just wear these. I don't want to wear my wild ones. Can I see the bottom of them? Yeah. What shoes are they? DBS. Oh, okay. VVS, what does that stand for? Uh, I don't know. Just gave the brand. Okay. You guys are checking those shoe prints going away from the way towards the mountain whatever. Well, we're just checking everything that we can find. Yeah, you know? that's the best thing you got to do. What size shoe you got? Uh, this one is... Where'd you guys park today? Uh, Nick parked where he's walking right there. Sign. Okay, so this street comes through also? Yeah. Chilling heights. Alpine. Alright, so there's nobody that you can think of that would want to hurt Becky or her mom or her stepdad. Anything, uh, that, anything that she's mentioned. She, she's Like I said, she's the type of girl that has no drama whatsoever in her life. And, if she had something like that going on, like if someone wanted to do this to her house, like she she would have handled it a long time ago. Like we wouldn't even get this far if anything happened like that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever known Becky to be like depressed where she might hurt yeah. herself? Uh not hurt herself, but I know she she she's get she gets pretty depressed sometimes. Like how? Like she doesn't like hurt she doesn't like like put any damage on herself or anything, but she she'll she'll she probably take a pill or take a pill or whatever. I don't know what she does or she, I don't know. I mean, there's not much I can really tell you. I mean, I, I've never seen her depression like in person, but he calls me all the time about how she, her ex boyfriend always calls her and just to, just to get her pissed off while it's hanging out, you know. And have you ever told you that? Yeah. And he was supposed to come up here today, supposedly, or just last night and hang out with her with, with his friend. But I don't know if they ever Jacob came. Jacob was? No, no, her ex boyfriend Robert. The one that okay. was with her for a year and a half. Like, right, right, his name now. He was, like, she was, he was calling her like all all day the other day and leaving messages and stuff and trying to trying to hang out with her. What, from what Javier told me, like he he wanted to come up here and make sure her parents weren't home and stuff, you know. And you know, uh, do you know Robert's last name? Yeah, it's Pape. Pape? Yeah, P A P E. How old is he? Uh, I think he's eighteen. What school did he go to? He graduated. He might go to COD now. I'm not sure. You know, what school he graduated from? CCHS. And he graduated last year. Mm hmm. Six. That's six. What kind of cars he got? Uh, don't know. It's either some old Acura. Or it's, or, I don't know, I'll see him drive the Acura, or Honda Prelude, or whatever. When was the last time you saw this dude? 
team. Yeah. Had in school. And who told you that he was supposed to come up here yesterday? Um, well, when I was hanging out with Javi and Becky on Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, he was trying to call her and make plans with her to come up here on weekend with his friend Christian. And I don't know why. Hang out with me. He's like, don't uh, make sure your parents are home. And he said that to her. And then Javier told me that, uh, like, we were, we were in his room on uh, Saturday Saturday morning when she went to class. And he was she, he was on the phone with uh, his mom. And Becky got a phone call. Ran the room. He being Javier? Yeah. And, he, yeah. and Becky ran to the room because she got a phone call from somebody. Mm-hmm. And Javier knew who it was. That's why I hung up the phone with his mom. She put a listen or whatever. And uh, she she was yelling at somebody, and then she came back, and then she was happy or whatever. She was fine. She didn't tell what it was about? And she might have told him. I don't ask him, because he knows a lot more about Becky than I do. There's a lot more. And uh, this last weekend that you came up here, is that the first time you met her mom and all that? I, uh, I didn't meet her mom. I met her dad. Okay. Was her mom here? Yeah, I believe she was here, but she probably sleeping. It was like 8 in the morning. Probably sleeping. She has workers in there. This is my first time up here on Saturday night or Friday night. What time did you guys get here Friday night? Like one forty. So it was actually Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning. He left his house, like Colin's house, but I'm thirty because they're having a party there. This is my friend's 18th birthday, and we came over here with Becky. He didn't want to stay there all night because everybody was throwing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we uh, came over here, and we just passed out. Did anything happen at that party? Anything of significance? Becky wasn't even there. So oh, she wasn't there. No, no one really likes her over here or something, supposedly. Nobody likes her over here where? My friend Alex, it was his birthday, and he doesn't like her. And uh, he told me that people in Penny don't like her for some reason. Okay. And you don't know Claire Janelle's last name? Mm-hmm. He would know. So, um, he has the numbers and everything in his phone. Javier does? Mm-hmm. All right. He's like the key to this whole thing. <laughs> he knows everything. If he doesn't know, then you're not going to find anybody who does, because... He's the closest to her. He talks to her like 24-7. Okay. All right. Anything you can think of that, Matthew? Um. No. I don't know what the situation is. Like, I've never, I haven't been up there or anything. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, for obvious reasons, I can't tell you yeah. You know what's going on up there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a certain amount of people know what happened, and so. Is that ever gonna get released? No. Yeah, eventually it will. Yeah. Has the news been up here and stuff? No. Nope. So. Yeah, All right, it's um. Four fifty-seven. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I've got two more short interviews for you before we wrap up today. The first one is Nick Corline. He was standing next to Javier up at the crime scene on Monday morning when Javi was interviewed. At the end of Javier's interview, you hear the officer ask who owns the red truck, and it's identified as Nick's truck. That was followed by this very short interview. N-I-C-K-H-O-L-A-S. H-O-L-A-S? Yeah. N-I-C. N-I-C-H. N-I-C-H-O-L. Yeah, sorry. And your middle name? Um, John. And your last name? Corline. C-O-R-L-I-N-E. And your birthday? Uh, and where do you live at? Um, Pinion. What's your address? Pinion Drive. And your phone number? You work? Uh, I don't work. You go to school? Um, UC Davis, but I don't have a number for now. So, um, who do you know here at this place? I only know Becky. Okay, what do you know about her? Um, just tell me about her. She lives up here, she's lived up here for the longest time, much longer than I have. I've only been up here four years. I met her this year through Javi and Bo. She works at Denny's at nights. Um... She drives the Scion. She had a boyfriend? Um, I don't think so, because she hung out with those guys most of the time. I don't think a boyfriend, you know, allowed that. She got a best friend? I think his uh, hobby was pretty much her best friend. she have any girl best friends? Um, she had one, but I don't remember. Is this your sedan right here? Can I back it up to get these guys? Um, what was her name? I met her once. I want to say Sarah, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. What's uh, Rebecca's, what's her story? You know, what type of person is she? Um, I never met Rebecca. Oh, you never met her? No. I only met Becky. Oh! Same person. <laughs> Rebecca. Okay, Becky. <laughs> Confuse me for a minute. Okay, so Becky. Um, what do you mean her story? What's her story? I mean, she date, uh, she date people? She party her? Um, she'd party every now and then. I know that. What type of, what's, what's her party? She use drugs, alcohol? Um, I don't know for sure. She might have drank every now and then. Okay. But I don't think she's into drugs. I mean, what was her scene? What, like party once? Uh, anything, I mean. Um, I didn't really hang out with her much. I, I don't know her, so I'm trying yeah, to I just know. I got things, things out here. Um, she seemed kind of wild, but not really. Do you have any problems? Um, not by any other one, but it seemed like there might have been. What do you mean by that? I don't know, sometimes she would. Uh, it's hard to phrase it like. Almost like she'd have a short fuse, like she'd freak out over little things. 
Okay. Right. She get in fights with people? Um, she was argumentative. That's what it was. Okay. She could be argumentative at times. She just wanted things done her way? Um, not so much that. It's just her opinions were her opinions, and okay. they were often... So she spoke her mind a lot? Yeah, she spoke her mind. She was very straight up. So what did she do in her time when she wasn't working at Dane's? Um, hang out with Bo or Javi, and I know she used to go hiking back there. Up what, the mountain what, thing. What would she do back there hiking? I don't know. I guess she'd sit and think. Or... It's pretty cool out there. There's lots of rocks to climb and stuff like that. Out there? Yeah. I didn't see no rocks, man. Yeah, once you're out there, you can actually see that big one on top. You're that talking about school. the hill? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, is there someone I should talk to who could give me some information about any of these people? Um, Javi would be the best person to talk to. How did you find out what happened? Javi called me this morning and he asked me to go check if it was really true. If he didn't know when I came up with it. What do you mean, what's really true? That the house had caught on fire. Because he heard from his friend Alan Gerber, I guess. He lives up here, but there's a fire up by Becky's house. Okay. So I came out and checked. Do you have any information? Anyone tell you anything? Do you know anything? No. Do you have any ideas? I really didn't hang out with her. I have no idea. Have there been any problems up here in the neighborhood? Not that I know of. I lived over in the opinion as well. Like, down towards the beginning of opinion, so. Oh, okay. I'm not out here in the mix of it. Any crazy people that Becky well, maybe talk about or something? Uh, none that you talk about, but there's definitely plenty of crazy people out there. Any enemies or anything? Not that I know of. Alright. Anything else? Um, I don't know. I'd maybe ask her people at Denny's. I think she might have some friends at Denny's who would know. That's like, that's All right. she's been working there a long time, I think. All right. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Sorry I couldn't give you more. That's all right. From what I see in the case file, this is the only time investigators ever speak with Nick, which is maddening. One of the biggest clues in this case is that a red truck driving at a high rate of speed away from the crime scene right after the crime occurred and nearly ran a fire truck off the road. The truck incident occurred between the crime scene and Nick's house, and he's never asked about it or investigated at all. The last interview you're going to hear today is the one that you've all been waiting for. The only shred of an alibi given to police by Jacob Santiago was his roommate, Austin Alba. Jacob seems unsure if Austin was home on Sunday night while he was supposedly vegging out watching TV, but he says that they both had class on Monday morning, so he probably was home. What you're about to hear is the only time police ever interviewed Alba. They never even circled back to him after Javier told them about the altercation at Denny's and several other people, which you'll hear later, pointed the police in his direction. This interview is very short and it ends abruptly. Basically, I'm just going to ask you uh, the weekend, last weekend, right? You're familiar. 
Um, like if you work Saturday, if you work Sunday, where he was Saturday and Sunday, just to verify. He told us where he was all weekend. We just want to verify whether or not he was with you, that kind of stuff, who was here, what nights, stuff like that. Okay. Right. Um, your first name's Austin. Yeah. Alba. Yeah. And what's your birthday? Four twenty-three. So. Okay. How long he lived here? Uh, three months. Four. Okay. Um. You know, uh, Becky. Barely. Okay. She just is from her being over here. Yeah, I've seen her a few times. Almost okay. doctor. Okay. So you just know her from him. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. She uh. Were you here Wednesday night last week? Probably, of course, at night. Yeah, I was here. Do you know if she spent the night Wednesday night? Probably. She basically lived here. Yeah. She stayed here a lot? Yeah. Okay. Um, what about uh, Javier? Javi? He probably stayed here as well. I don't remember. Um, this, week, this weekend, were you working this weekend? No, not Saturday. I was off Saturday. What about Sunday? No, I don't work Sunday. Okay. You, uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, banker. That's right. That's right. I knew it was a, a Monday through Friday job. You said you were somewhere. Saturday sometimes. Yeah. Um, do you remember what he was doing on Saturday? No, I think he left like Cousin Mesa on like Friday or something. I didn't see him all weekend. When did he come home? I think it was Sunday night or Monday or something. I don't know. Yeah, school on Monday? Yeah. Was he here for school on Monday? I don't remember. I don't think it was at class Monday. Okay. What did you do Sunday? Do you remember what you did Sunday? Sunday. Uh, first thing I did was go to the mall. Then I left to Hennett. Because my friend was over. I went picked up a friend in Hennett. We hung out. We hung out for a few days. And I think overnight. And about it. Whenever I'm back Sunday night. Okay. Five. You brought him back where to Hammett? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, you hung out. You picked him up on Sunday and hung out no, for no, two no. days. Uh, it was picked him up on Saturday. Or okay, so he spent the weekend here. Yeah. Okay, and then you took him home Sunday. All right. What, what time did you get home Sunday night? You remember from Hammett? It's about two a.m. Oh, so it was early, like Monday morning. Yeah, because I hung out in Hammett after that because I know a lot of people in Hammett. Okay. Uh, was he home when you got home Sunday? No clue. Oh. I think I parked next to him in the garage, so he might have been there. And that was at 2 a.m. actually on Monday then. Yeah, I don't know. Did you, did you have school Monday morning? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have no idea where he was on Sunday? I don't know where he is most of the time because we don't keep track or anything. Right, right. And then I don't know how the layout is of your apartment. Are you, your bedrooms on opposite sides or something? Yeah. All right. So you don't know where he was really all weekend. He left. You left. Well, I know you went to Costa Mesa. He's talking about it all week. Right. But you went and picked up your friend on Friday. No, no, Saturday. Yeah, it's because Friday I wanted to come over. And he didn't come over. So yeah, Saturday. Okay. So he spent Saturday and Sunday here with you. Saturday, yeah, Sunday night. And do you guys go places or do you just hang out in the apartment? Well, yeah, we just went out in the apartment mostly, but we went to the mall. Okay. Well, actually, when we came back on Saturday, we were in Palm Springs just cruising that drag. You know? mm -hmm. um, Place Harry's Hollywood Hangouts, lame. <laughs> never been. Oh, it's cold. Okay. So then you guys came back 
All right, if I have any other questions, I'll call you. In case you haven't taken the time to look at a map, I think it's important to know that Hemet, the place that Austin says he was until 2 a.m. on the night of the murders, is a small town up Highway 74, just a few miles past Pinion Pines. Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Edited by Kelly Barron's Brink and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our fonts across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design, and you can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Wood-Yomnick, Ginger Fiola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I can be found personally on all forms of social media at Bob Ruff Truth. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Thank you.